Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential, and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. And welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. We're your hosts, Mindy. And Sean Harley. And today we have a very special guest, which I'm sure if you've been in front of a phone or screen during the last three years, this man has come across that in a way, by way of his viral video, his memes, his tweets. But we have Dr. Ben Tapper, one of the disinformation doesn't you know that kind of sounds like almost like a western <laughs> disinformation doesn't, <laughs> disinformation yeah. doesn't. Uh, he's a tarantino movie or something doctor here in nebraska and he is also an executive producer and we are just absolutely thrilled to have you on the show today so ben welcome well thanks for having me it's good to good to be seen and it's good to be in these platforms sometimes i feel like a dog out on a kennel so when i get released it's good to be able to have a microphone and speak my mind so thanks for giving me that opportunity yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. We uh, we're so excited to to hear what you have to say today. And I mean, there's a lot of a lot of topics that have been surfacing on the news as of late, and everything recent. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But I I understand that, you know, for yourself, Ben, this isn't your first rodeo. You know, you've been uh, fighting the good fight for quite some time. And when this all came about, you know, I feel like it was kind of like just all right, you know, we're, we're ready for it. But I'm curious, you know, you've amassed a few uh, lawsuits that you're you're in and, and fighting. And if you could tell us a little bit about that and a little bit of your your history and kind of your, your origin story into this whole uh, pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I grew up in a basically um, a naturopathic home. You know, my dad was a chiropractor and, you know, basically he would fight the good fight in the vaccine realm and kind of pass that baton on to me. And I was never vaccinated nor my siblings and none of our kids are ever been vaccinated and we're the healthiest. I mean, people tell us all the time, how are your kids so healthy? Why are your kids so healthy? And, you know, we don't feed them junk. We give them good foods and we don't vaccinate. Um, that being said, I, I took that fight on head on. Um, even prior to chiropractic school, I was fighting the good fight when the vaccine realm and, and, uh, you know, I realized how much of a minority I was in that realm. And, and, uh, you know, it's like Astro 414, you were made for such a time as this. I felt very called to be in this fight and I would put on vaccine seminars, excuse me, for, uh, over a decade. And I would t talk about how the CDC is manipulating data. And I would, you know, and I would talk about how they're coercing people using fear to, to push these vaccinations on people and, and vulnerable parents. And, and uh, so, you know, I, I spoke out in 2020 and uh, that video went viral and I, you know, I, I, it went all around the world and I prayed, Lord, let these words fall far and wide. He answered that prayer in a big way, but it put me on the map, you know, two 30, 60 days after that speech went viral, I got labeled this disinformation dozen and the government targeted, um, you know, 13 of us and they call us a dozen that's government math for you but it's you know they they targeted us and they um basically try to make us uh 
a menace to society. And they, you know, my accounts were reaching three to 4 million people a month. And, you know, we were, we had a huge platform and we were generating revenue for our film coming up. And, and once the, once Biden called us out on national television, um, it was shortly after that, all my social media was deleted. The backups to the accounts were deleted. Um, we lost all the revenue for uh, our uh, funding for the film. Um, and, you know, uh, PayPal seized our accounts, Venmo seized our accounts. And we got a notification from PayPal saying, if we, if we utilize any of their name in any shape, any way, um, they would basically uh, sue us. So, you know, that happened. Well, last year I spoke at the defend or uh, defeat the mandates and with, uh, with Steve Kirsch and Robert Kennedy Jr. and a few others. And we were out there and I had dinner with Bobby Kennedy and he asked me to be a plaintiff in his lawsuit thinking that there's going to be a lot of us in this lawsuit, but there's only about six of us. So we're suing the, um, basically the Washington Post, the BBC and routers. And uh, it's a leg of the TNI, which they call the Trusted News Initiative. And basically the TNI is a group that came and formulated in uh, 2020, which is the timing is very odd, right? So they they came together and they, they said that they're going to silence anybody that spoke out against the narrative or spoke out against what the CDC is recommending or the World Health Organization is recommending. And, you know, a lot of people would say, tell me like, well, you know, these are publishing companies. You got Facebook and Twitter. They can silence them whoever they want. Right. And they would these crazy liberals will tell me, oh, that's how they justify this, this censorship. And I say, OK, well, I get that. That's fine. But what happens when the government colludes with social media and big tech to silence you? That's basically what this lawsuit's about, that they're in violation of what they call the Sherman Act. It's an antitrust lawsuit to come in there and say, listen, you, you guys can't do that. What you did was. It's draconian, it's Orwellian, and it's it's illegal. And so that's why we have to kind of fight back here and say, no, listen up, you tyrants. Uh, we're going to fight back with this lawsuit. And this is the, really, this is the best way I know how to fight back is to get in this lawsuit. So I'm very thankful that this lawsuit's occurring, but it's really for the people. It's for our children's children to protect our liberties, to protect our freedoms here, because our government right now is so big, it's, it's operating... Uh, as a police branch arm of the of big pharma and it's it's absolutely tyrannical and so we need to wake up to this nonsense and fight back the best we can yeah absolutely and i mean it's it's really eye-opening for me too especially as you know i like the naive canadian that moved to the united states and has to learn real quick about what's going on i mean it was kind of like a crash course in American history and understanding big pharma, the way it works down here and everything. And with the lobbyists, you know, just, it's just that open door policy, like from big pharma, you know, from a politician, big pharma politician. And I mean, even routers yeah. is owned by, you know, an ex what CEO of Pfizer. I can't remember his name. Some type of connection there, you know, and yeah. but every, every industry and, and Robert Kennedy Jr. talks a lot about this, but the people that are supposed to be regulating the industry, that's just a rotating door. They work in the government so they can get this corporate job and make all this money and they just go back and forth. Right. And I love, you know, I'm a capitalist. I love capitalism, right? But it's we have what we have right now is crony capitalism. And oh. this is what we're seeing that the big farm is one of the most powerful industries in the world. And they're and they have they've put people in place. And these people are the government is working not for the people. The the government is working for big pharma. And that's the problem. We have this crony. Uh, capitalism and the and they're just basically funneling and 
legislating for in favor of corporatism. And this is the problem. They're not working for the people and by the people. And that's where we need to make a stand. You know, and it's like when tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. And that's where we're at right now. That's hence the name of our film, The Time Is Now, because we need to be proactive in this fight and understand that the majority of people are going to be complacent. Okay. They're going to be, they're just going to conform to this. They don't want to make any waves. And that's, that's fine. That's just the way it is. But, you know, Sam Adams said it doesn't take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority of men lighting the brush fires of freedom in the minds of the people. And that's, that's where we need people to stand in the gap. And it doesn't take a few to make a change. It's really a, a convicted few that has ever changed the world. And that's where we need good men, good women to make a stand right now and say, nope, enough is enough. We're not going to give into this um, agenda. We see right through it. Klaus Schwab wants us all to eat cricket flour and be happy. We'll own nothing and be happy. And that's what this is all about, this giant WEF agenda being pushed down our throats. It's all this transgender, LGBTQ, whatever, shoved down our throats. And it's like, you know, it's obviously clear as day that there's an agenda behind this whole thing. So anyway, I'm going to go on tangents and I can go down rabbit holes here. So uh-huh. you, you got to be careful. Uh-huh. If, you, if you want to keep it in the guardrails, we can keep it in the guardrails. But I got I go down rabbit holes and I've had a lot of coffee today. So we can do some. <laughs> yeah, we like, we like to go down the rabbit holes. We like that. We're all about let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? Oh, keep going. Well, you know, I mean, the thing that was kind of getting to me, too, and what I, it's like parents are just beginning to grasp this, you know, Sean and I, we don't have kids. And I think a lot of that has played into ignorance, maybe about vaccines, of course, not being a mom and coming to the hospital and, you know, getting presented with, we got to vaccinate your baby with all of this and then having to put them in school mm-hmm. and go to, you know, um, parent teacher events and whatnot. But for years, I've always been hearing about you know, the, the sex ed in school, you know, it's getting more grotesque. It's getting, you know, it's getting crazier and it's getting more prevalent. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I go and learn that, you know, back in the day, at least in the States, I know it was, it was the communities that picked out, you know, the education for the class and everything. But when big daddy government got in, that's when things, of course, began to change. And we got, you know, this child sex ed, which was actually introduced by, who is that guy that was actually involved in the uh the sex ed it was based on like these full studies of like men in jail oh what was his yeah, name sure. i gotta bring that up we're we're not we're not joe rogan level i don't have a dude on a computer to bring anything up ben but <laughs> i i i know who you're talking about though like yes yeah. I, yeah. right and it seems like these teachers like all of a sudden we start seeing all these teachers on social media with the dyed hair and you know the rainbows and they're like activists before being a teacher and like they're telling us how their agenda is to like get all these kids to view this issue the way they view it, right? Yeah. And well, be like, no, you're just a math teacher. Shut up and teach math. Why are you trying well, to get about its gender? You're, 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 you're describing conformity. The definition of conformity means you're doing what everybody else is doing regardless to what is right. I mean, look at the virtue signaling from the vaccine. Look at the, the oh, I got my vaccine booster. Go get your vaccine. There was a thing in, uh, put out in Yale in 2020 or 2019. I think it was 2020. It talked about all the different things that you can use to shape someone's mind to get them to vaccinate. And yeah, remember, I, yeah, I posted that on a reel. Yeah. Well, like, oh, it's for grandma. It's all these different things, patriotic, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, so they're, 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 they're family to 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the same thing is like this virtue signaling tactics, you know, whether it's COVID or whether it's the transgender movement, like people think that they're in their mind doing the right thing. That's why it's important to have a moral compass. That's why it's it's good to have that. Because if you don't have that, you're going to shift and mold and conform to whatever this agenda is about. And then people are going to get behind it. Just like the, you're going to have global warming and you're going to have all this climate stuff and they're going to be able to lock us down and it's problem reaction solution. The government creates a problem that people react and then they, the government comes in to provide a solution. And this is the same song and dance that they use over and over and over. Look at 9-11. I believe that the Twin Towers and Building 7, look at Building 7. All those buildings fell at a free fall rate, means that they fell without resistance. That means that every weight-bearing joint in that building had to give out at the exact same time. The odds of that happening are, are impossible. That means that it was a controlled demolition. I'm not saying, oh, who did it and who did that. I'm just looking from an observational standpoint another rabbit hole, but it was a problem reaction solution. They created the problem. They get the people to react war on terrorism within an hour of that happening. And then we go to war. Same thing with COVID. They got this fear mongering thing going on. Oh, it's this fear, fear, death count constantly on put, being pushed on the people. And it, they get the people to react and they provide a solution. It's the vaccine. That's why you see all these absolute corrupt healthcare system saying there's nothing you can do naturally to fight this disease. Just wait around until you get the vaccine. They put this vaccine on the pedestal and people were just sitting and begging for a vaccine. You know, you got the Kenneth Copeland. Oh, I, I, you know, COVID-19, I blow. And he's like, I demand a vaccine. I'm like, dude, you're leading people astray here. You're like a wolf in sheep's clothing. But my point being is that, you know, God made our body to self-heal, self-regulate. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And fear is the fire that fuels the furnace of disease. When we are so fearful, we're in a sympathetic fight or flight state, actually bringing on, you're more susceptible, more vulnerable to disease. And that's my whole stance. Like, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be cowering to earthly masters or, you know, bend a knee to a threat. That's not who we are. We are need, you know, in, in during the Spanish flu, it's the same song and dance. The Spanish flu, if you read about it, oh my, it was the greatest pandemic of, of, of the world. It killed so many people. But I got articles that say otherwise. They were weaponizing the media, weaponizing the common cold to push an experimental influenza vaccine. What does that sound like? Part of the military, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same song and dance. Yeah. yeah, and creating those stress hormones, right? And we know that stress hormones shut down the immune system. You know, that's why they give them to uh, organ transplant recipients. So their immune system doesn't attack the new organ. And mm -hmm. they get people just, you know, watching CNN all day and just pumping out these stress hormones. Yeah. Right. And it messes up the, the pre your frontal cortex too with the fear. So it, you, are, you are not able to make a clear, well-informed decision. You're not able to think straight. Exactly right. Well, the stress hormones, when, if we were to give stress hormones, right, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, if you give those cortisol levels to the stress hormones inside the body, if you're in a fight or flight scenario, your body is like, I got to survive this situation. I got a bear coming at me. Oh, S-H-I-T. I, I got to get away from this or I got to fight the bear. It should be a temporary thing. But the people we're stuck in a sympathetic state. We're stuck in a sympathetic overload, fight or flight state. And we're never meant to be in this state. You're right. Diminish immune systems. We have this low energy, like this chronic state of just sedentary lifestyles. And we're stuck in this like, oh, nothing we can do. We can't think logically. It's like, no, we're not meant to be in that state. We're meant to be in a healthy, 
rest and digest state here where we're not in a fearful state. But yes, it was. That's why I said this whole thing reeks of, of spiritual and psychological warfare being pushed on the people. And it's corrupt. It's like one of the greatest crimes against humanity here. And that's where, you know, where I came in, like this whole thing is, is, is evil and we should not be given into fear and then shame on the media for pushing the death count constantly. I remember going to, uh, um, I went out for sushi with my wife and I was like, they, you know, and I, I was walking in and we didn't wear a mask anywhere. And I'm just like, smile, Hey, how's it going? You know? And, you know, and uh, I'd always tell people it takes 13 muscles to smile only and 64 to frown. Why work overtime? Don't be mad at me. Cause I don't have my mask on, you know? And, and so I'd go in there and, you know, and I, uh, try to stay super positive. Even people were mean mugging me, you know, no mask and whatever, but we go in the restaurant and then I started getting mean mug. I was mean mugging everybody. Cause I'm like, turn these TVs off, please. Like it was just ruining my date because they had all these TVs and all I could hear was like coroni baloney nonstop. But the thing was the death count. I'm like, you're just scaring people. Please shut that off. Like this is such a toxic environment. And really that's what I got from that date that I'm like, it was bittersweet. And I just had to really focus on being present and just like enjoy my sushi and my time with my wife. But it was like one of those things where the TV, shame on the media for constantly pushing that nonsense on the people, because what are you going to do? You know, and I always say this, if you have two groups of people and you want to observe, right? Science is learning through the lenses of observation, first of all. So if we were to observe two groups, you got group A and group B, they're both isolated. Okay. You tell group A, oh my gosh, by the way, group A, group B, they both have common cold. Group A, we're going to measure outcomes here from an observational standpoint. We're going to say, Group A, um, you are going to die unless you wear this mask. You do not touch anything. Wash your hands. Oh, my goodness. There's an invisible germ that's going to kill you. And you stay six, at least six feet away and isolate. Stay. Just don't move. And just wait till this vaccine comes out. Don't. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're so afraid. And you constantly have this death thing coming at you all the time and you got group b nobody's afraid nobody's wearing masks nobody's staying six feet apart and you tell them hey you know what you're gonna be just fine just rest up drink these fluids who's gonna have better outcomes right group a or group b obviously group a or i'm sorry group b is gonna have better outcomes that's just a that's a proven fact psychological factor psychological thoughts change our physiology thoughts can change our physiology in a second especially if you're in a fight or flight state, a chronic state of fight or flight, group A is going to be sicker. Um, that is a fact over and over and over. And that's why it is vitally important not to be afraid and give into this fear. They coerce them, um, the globe, uh, they, they can coerce humanity to get this death dart. And it's one of the greatest crimes in humanity and history. History. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, well, it's just, you know, like you said, the level of spiritual and psychological war. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, study from Yale, but how to promote this, you know, death poke to people via, you know, guilt trip or social pressure or, you know, what have you. And the level of learning that they've been doing over the years and, pushing the envelope further and further. I mean, they've been trying this now, like you said, for centuries. And the amount of knowledge that they've amassed with studying the human mind and everything else, and now they're going into 
AI and everything and, and teaching AI. It's just, yeah, it's, it's an attack on all levels. And I think even this part with like separating, you know, the kids from the parents at school, you know, they tried uh, passing the bill in uh, California there that if a parent doesn't affirm the child's sex, oh, right. They're going to take the child away. Right. And again, that's like they're, the war again on the family and everything. It's just yeah. from all imagine that. the state just taking your kid because they convinced it that it's a different gender and transitioning it without your. This yeah. is why it's vitally important not to get rid of your guns. We yeah. live in a country where we have a second second amendment. It's a constitutional amendment. It wasn't ever there for hunting. It was there for tyrants. Yeah. When tyrannical measures come our way, it is the duty of the citizen to, I mean, it's, it's in our declaration of independence. It is a constitutional amendment right. When we have evil running this country, when we have tyrannical measures coming after our family, our children, we have, as men have a duty to pick up our sword and defend the rights and principles of this country. Being patriotic doesn't mean it's our right to, to or love our government. It's there. We love this country. We love the people. And by golly, we're going to die on this hill for this country. That's what it means to be a patriot. And so, you know, the government doesn't own our children. I don't care what Hillary Clinton says. I don't care. I mean, this, you know, these tyrants think that they can come in and own our children. That's why, you know, we need to unplug from the matrix every in every which way. And I used to think homeschooling was so weird. Uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, these kids are gonna be socially handicapped. And some of my best friends are homeschooled. I'm like, you guys aren't weird. Maybe you are. And I just don't realize it. But you know, they're, they're not, but they're like, super smart. They're humble. They're genuine. They're outgoing. And, you know, they're some of my best friends. And it's like, you know, they call me, they, you know, I tell my best friends, like, I love them. And it's weird. Your scripture says, you know, friends will be closer than a brother. And I have those friends, thankfully, but they're homeschooled. And I'm like, man, I need to change my perspective on this homeschool thing. And now I do, I homeschool, I homeschool my kids. And it's, it's such a joy. And people will tell me, oh, you're sheltering your kids. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> to shelter them, protect them and raise them. I mean, you can teach the, let the, just put the kids in these systems, the, you know, and there's some great teachers out there and not everybody has the ability to homeschool. And I get that. But right now you can just put your kids in these systems and pray that they turn out okay. But you're going to let the world teach your children about the world. And I'm teaching my children about the world. I'm trying to equip them, educate them and, 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 and let them have that armor and discernment wisdom about the craziness of this world right now. But mm -hmm. I feel like our kids are not equipped just to, to handle the world because they're going to be, you know, indoctrinated into that system. And these systems are not teaching the kids how to think they're really teaching them what to think. And that's the problem. Yeah. And so I endorse homeschooling, pulling your kids from this system. And even the department of education is, it needs to be, we need to, to defund that and get eradicate that because it's never going to change because all their money and everything else goes to that system. And it's a corrupt system, mm -hmm. just like the vaccine, the pharmaceutical system, the department of education needs to go bye-bye and we need to have private schools again and, and, and encourage the parents to, to either do like a co-op or they do part-time and then homeschool or just fully homeschool. And I used to think that was crazy. And I used to be like, I didn't want to talk about, it. sorry, today's a, uh, tornado siren day if you hear that so but anyway um so i highly 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 encourage the homeschooling thing 
Yeah, I think it's never been so important as it is now. I mean, I know when I was a kid, we, they weren't trying to teach us all this crazy stuff they are now. Uh, right. World, like if you've got the option to homeschool, I would. I've got friends that are school teachers, but they homeschool their own kids <laughs> just because they right. don't. <laughs> you could go into the same school that they teach at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because they know what's going on. And I had sweet, like, I had like all the sweetest, like, kind of like granny, you know, teachers and stuff in my school growing up and everything. And like right. these, these wonderful women, and then, you know, and, and men as we got, as I got into junior high and stuff that were just passionate about teaching science. Well, except for that one science teacher in high school, he was just passionate about talking about football, but <laughs> <laughs> he didn't talk much about science. But I mean, at least, you know, it was still within the realm of, you know, high school events rather than you know what sex activity are you going to learn about in school today so yeah it's uh well it seems like people are kind of building that side system now like the homeschooling uh i mean how much has homeschooling grown in the last three years i saw some it's, numbers on, but... it's, it's exploded i mean especially during the pandemic corona baloney woke a lot of people up in school systems which has been a good thing people were like oh now i i actually might homeschool and then you know, and if you're listening, one of those things where I feel like my wife especially kind of has a hiccup with the homeschooling is like she wants to compare, you know, homeschooling to public school systems. Oh, eight hours a day, you got to follow this regimen, this curriculum. And I'm like, yeah, let's just kind of unplug from that thinking a little bit and kind of just not unschool, maybe, maybe unschool a little bit, but not put our compare ourselves to that system. Like, you know, homeschooling is raising your kids, like just being you know, present with your kids and raising your kids and really just teaching them and being, you know, diligent and having, what's the word I'm looking for? Really just committed to your children and loving on your children and taking them under your wing and including them in things. Like when I'm, you know, I was, I was remodeling my bathroom and I was building trim and cutting trim and I got my little five-year-old, like, you know, I'm, I'm, he wants to make cuts. And so I'm like, okay, I have ear guards and eye guards and I'm right there with him. Like I have my hand on his hand. I'm showing him how to use a miter saw, but I'm right there with him. He's like, he, he wants to do all the cuts by himself. I'm like, but I'm, they're giving him supervision. He's learning and I'm teaching him. And, you know, I'm just being diligent. And my daughter, like I, she, she runs our uh, poultry operation. You know, we have, we have ground here and I, we have chickens and eggs and she's, she's, she wants to sell the eggs. And I said, well, this is, you're the director of poultry. And my boy and I, like, we inoculate all these logs for mushrooms. And he's learning about mushrooms and inoculating logs and you know, learning about fungus. And he's doing all this stuff and studying. And that's his interest. And then Olson, my seven-year-old, he doesn't he doesn't want to do anything but just have fun. So I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm not going to, like, force him to do this. I'm just going to, like, let him kind of just be a boy and just have fun. And, yes, we still try to learn some things. But he just you know, he's like my little mini me too. He's just always bucking the system. And I was always bucking the system in the public school systems. I hated it. But anyway, I'm going down. I'm just rambling right now. But anyway, my, if, but if you're, if you're listening, I, I do encourage you to, 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 you know, don't compare yourselves to the public school systems. You can homeschool. If there's a will, there are 40 ways. Yeah. No. Good advice. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, like I said, we're not parents, but I mean, it's, uh, seen what parents have been going through this past you know three years and what they're up against ahead of you know with everything that's still going to be coming down the pipe because of course we know that they're not done yet this isn't uh it's, it's not all back to normal um i i really feel for the parents out there because there's there's a lot of big battles that they have to fight and a lot of big decisions that they have to make as well and you know um i would love your thoughts on this too it's uh 
it's interesting, right? We've got them diminishing the divine feminine, you know, emasculating our men, our, our strong men that are supposed to be standing up for us. They're wanting to block out the sun. They're wanting to take away, um, you know, the divine feminine uh, ability to create uh, within her womb. And, you know, they're putting us onto artificial meats and bugs. And it would just appear to me that they just absolutely hate everything about creation and natural right? unity right like what are your what are your thoughts on that who, like what are, what exactly do you feel that we're we're up against well think about so that's like from a you know beginning standpoint well you're right like you hit the nail on the head it seems like there's this kind of this war against everything created and you got these these people don't even believe the world was created that it's evolved and then you got the people that recognize it as a war against creation well who created it I mean, God is the creator. And then you start really going down those rabbit holes. You're like, wow, this might be a spiritual thing here. Like, this might be a spiritual warfare, right? I mean, everything God created, we were designed and we were meant to have a relationship with Christ and through or Christ is the bridge. He's the communicator. He's like the cell phone that we talk to God and he through God, we're saved through Christ. And, you know, that's my, my belief. And, but you view life through those lenses, you start to see this, all this warfare. So it's really good versus evil. And this is, this is the reality of it. And you can argue all day long. That's not, or you can agree with me. Not everybody's going to believe, believe that. Not everybody's going to agree with me. And people are like, Oh, that's all fantasy. But you know, from my experiences and the crazy testimonials that I've seen in this whole thing, it is 100% a spiritual warfare. You look at everything that, you know, Bill Gates and all these people want to do in this industrial farming, it doesn't promote health. It makes us sicker. I mean, look at it as a species, we're living longer, but these drugs are designed to palliate poor lifestyles. These drugs are designed to prolong life. Is, but is our quality of life improving? No. Look at our 80% of the world's antibiotics are administered to America's beef and poultry. What does that say about our beef and poultry? The beef and poultry, they're, they're sick more often, and, and it's, it's just not the way God created these animals to be raised. They're pinned up. They're not pasture raised or not they're pinned up they're industrial these farms and that's why you have these increases the e coli and everything else and these animals are sick but and then we're eating that consuming that but they want to bypass that even more to say listen we can design meat, this meat and kind of eradicate this farming thing and i'm like uh no thanks you know it's and it goes against everything god created but yeah so back to that um it's you know everything's artificial everything you're going to see more and more and more and more artificial, artificial relationships, artificial foods, artificial living and home and education. Everything's artificial. Yeah. And when ever is artificial better than the real thing, right? Part That's of it must be this transhumanism, right? I mean, it's kind of part of the end game here is right that getting that neural link in your head and well, they hooking just, you up to the right. Yeah, they just announced in Australia, uh, they got military funding to um, connect the nanotechnology to the brain cells. Military funding, of course. Did I just save that post? I just came across it like last night or today. But yeah, I mean, it's like they're, they're, they're slowly phasing. We're in the sixth mass extinction. They're phasing out human life and natural creation and... Well, look at DARPA. DARPA and the CRISPR-Cas9 technology and that that technology, right? Like it is. Don't I mean, get me started on that. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's nuts. 
You know what I mean? And then people are like, oh, this mRNA technology, not CRISPR-Cas9. I'm just like, uh, well, it sure looks like it. It sure sounds like it. And it's kind of like, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And it's like, you know, back, I remember in the 90s, right? I remember the 90s when they were starting to modify soy and like, you know, G- like, like creating GMOs. And there was a real uproar. Like people are playing God with our food and the genetics. Now it's like, hey, got my gene therapy vaccine. Come on and get it. Like it's people aren't even questioning now. Like yeah. the mRNA gene therapies and they're playing God with this stuff. But and the people are rolling up their sleeves. I'm just like, man, is there any is common sense not so common? I yeah. mean, literally, it's out the window. And, you, and you, you're seeing this big push about you have defective genes, or if we give you this gene therapy, it's going to make you live longer, or this and that. You're right. You're In right. reality, like less than one percent of diseases are genetic that come from actual genes right yes right but we're blaming yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're blaming that yeah but it's you know well, it's, it was Nixon that started that genome project to go and like do all the research on that and then basically they found out that oh it, it wasn't genetic it, it's 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 epigenetics oh shit I yeah. guess we can't release the, the findings of this yeah. <laughs> yeah. lead a healthy well, lifestyle I'll, and good thoughts yeah. you switch i like to you guys right yeah yeah, we're congruent. We're on the same page. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, with the whole CRISPR-Cas9, I was saying that from the beginning, there was a, another doctor that his uh, Twitter page got nuked to, and he was like sharing fire information. I saved some of it, but was, a lot of it was about the warning of the CRISPR-Cas9 and, and essentially the mRNA is, you know, the, the infancy stage of CRISPR-Cas9. And they're taking all this, you know, information and building it for CRISPR-Cas9. And I got really irked, you know, <laughs> I know how you feel about this, but, you know, I got irked when I heard, you know, Tony Robbins pushing CRISPR-Cas9. I know the whole thing of like, you know, cancer and, and everything else. And I was like, oh, and then he partnered with Jeffrey Epstein's ex-partner, George Church and Peter Diamandis. WEF member, Peter Diamandis. And I'm like, you know, parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? It's a seed, and that's the thing, scripture, there's a seed war. I mean, if you look at Genesis 3, there's a seed war going on here. I mean, against God's creation and God, the seed war to change the genome, to change the genetics. Satan is after the genome and the genetics. It's all evil. Mm-hmm. And these 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 uh, Luciferian globalists, they want to, to tap into the genome, the motherboard. And I always like to say what vaccines are to pharma to create disease. I mean, the seeds or what seeds are to the pharma to create disease. Vaccines and all this stuff is is basically to pharma to create disease. And and they are there. If they can get the tap into the genome to express disease, it's a money-making industry. Think about that. We gave you know all those PCR tests. You need DNA to activate the polymerase chain reaction test, and right. people don't even think twice about it. They just shove uh-huh. that thing up and send the gene, their you know genes and their DNA in, and they're just data collecting all this stuff. And right. it's now. Do you think that pharma has integrity? Yeah. And no, they don't. They have zero integrity. They're going to use that to weaponize against the American people to create profits on astronomical levels, and and we blindly give it to them. And it's all again CRISPR. The Cas9 is spike technology to tap into the genome to to put in information in. And look at the spider goat. You know about the spider goat? The spider goat's a great example of CRISPR Cas9. Cas9. This is the, the the capabilities of this technology is absolutely insane. And they're going to win over a lot of these people. I got a Christian friend of mine that's like, dude, that uh, that technology, the Neuralink stuff, they're going to be able to cure cancer and do all these things. It's great. I'm like, can you? I want to slap you across the face, dude. And the answer's not genetic. 
right so like you know like the, the spider goat you know they they spliced in the genome with a spider goat with the spider okay and so the offspring of that goat the it looked like a goat but the milk was per, that it was producing was basically spider web proteins so they're creating this product from the spider web on mass levels by the milking the goat and they were getting this um, protein and it, they, they're creating like this bulletproof skin, right? And it's 90 times stronger than steel. And that's the capability of using CRISPR-Cas9 technology. Look it up, the spider goat. Um, I think there's even, it's on YouTube, but they're promoting it as a good thing. And it sounds really cool. Like, oh, wow, they can do bulletproof skin, all this other stuff. But think about it. Like if they can, you know, get that technology out there. I mean, what, what else can they do with that thing? It's, it's terrifying. I mean, they're kind of normalizing that too, like just with the film industries and stuff too, like like X Men and everything, and like you know, kids today, or you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. Guess what we can do, right? Like, it's, yeah, and then get no. your Tony Robbins to like teach people that it's well, a healthy it's part of longevity that you need this. Oh yeah, you, you put know? it in the books, just like how you say, go yeah. and say to invest with the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. It's all great, right? But I mean, yeah, and you know, <laughs> have you used have you used Chat GPT yet, Ben? I stay away from all that garbage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people swear, oh, you're you're going to be left behind and all these things. Like, great things. You're going to be left behind. Well, good. I want to be left behind. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that future. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those things. I will just, I'll be glad in my little cabin in the woods and I'll just wave by. Uh, and literally, I've had these visions of me being this old hippie, like in my wood cabins, like, hey, and they're like, look at this guy. He's so primitive. Like he, he eats his own food that he grows. And like, I'm just like, yeah, it's great. Just leave me alone. Like, you know, National Geographic's on your doorstep with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah look at this crazy man. So he's like a caveman. I'm like, yes. That sounds like the dream, honestly, since, uh, you know, has gone down. One of the reasons we left L.A. and came back to small town Nebraska is just because it's yeah. a much better. God's area. country. That just say it. Just say it. God's country. That's what it's all about here, right? Yeah. yeah, it's good. You know, being hillbilly is a lifestyle, and that's it's a good lifestyle, and I think that's the only lifestyle should you should, we should be living. Uh, I'm more I'm more hippie hillbilly. That's kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We grow we grow in those mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. But right. Right. I pluck the banjo, but I wear like, you know, I got my Beatles shirt on. Actually, I don't even wear Beatles shirt anymore anywhere, but it's like, so it's good. Yeah, good. yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in like the, the online marketing uh, world as well too. And I mean, I I have a, I have an issue ever since I read um, The Shallows, what the internet is doing to your brain. I took off my Apple watch and I like, I chucked it and I've been in social media marketing for almost like two decades now. And so I've been like trying to, you know, my own way of escaping the matrix. And I've been thinking, you know, with this chat GPT and the AI and stuff. So I've, I've tried it a couple of times for, for my work. Cause I was like, yeah, it is going to make go faster. Cause I can't bring a whole like five paragraphs right now. So let's give her a shot. But in the meantime, I'm still like, I'm very iffy about using that technology. Cause I think about it too. Like if we're all out here, you know, having our, having our experience and we're all individuals and we're, Know, taking up this information and going you know across you know when we pass on and creation goes on and on and on and here we are each individual also teaching this thing this entity right and we're all giving our perspective and knowledge and information and it's learning off of everything and i think google just finished saying that anything that you like type into google 
now is going to be used to teach AI. And then we've got, you know, used for too now. and then we've got, and I, and I mean, I, I knew that from Facebook of like, you know, the, the learning and everything else, but then we've got Yuval Noah or Yuval Noah Harari going and saying that, um, you know, he's the right hand man to uh, Klaus Schwab there. So of course, when you look this up online, uh, the first thing you'll see is no conspiracy theory. That's just not true. Uh, right. You know, they've got him saying that, yeah, AI has the capability to write a new Bible. Into- yes, right. I saw that. What the shit? Which right. Is the bigger, <laughs> like, if you kind of know, you've researched the New World Order and kind of know their end game again. Part of that is creating this one world government or one world religion that everybody can unite behind and enforce upon everybody. Yeah, so, yeah go ahead. You go, Klaus Schwab. You first. You yeah. Just- <laughs> You just go on a little island. I want to be left alone. Screw that. You know, that's the thing. It's like, hey, AI, a computer can write this religion and will be a corrected religion. I think that's what he said, a correct one. Right. I I was seeing red and my smoke was coming to my ears. Like it, it's, you know, that's, but these people are just, they're so lost, really. And I feel bad for the guy. And you see his like Star Trek outfit he wears, like, he's like, Blush. Yes. And he's like praising Biden. He's been a good little puppet. <laughs> yeah. Good. More, you know, movie star uh, than a right. character in a movie in real life. Yeah. And that's where I'm just going, dude. It's just like, you know, here's the thing. I'm not, you know, I might be, I've got a little publicity in my, to my name here. Right. But I'd like to say I'm still BHTAP or Yahoo.com. Right. I feel like there's a little there need there needs to be some humility in these people's lives. They got so big their ego can't even fit through the door, right? Like it's just yeah. one of these things. It's like you know, I feel like the big man up upstairs is gonna like really humble these people in a way. And I'm just kind of waiting for that day to happen. Like they can just tout their own horn, toot their own horn, and high five behind closed doors and act like they're you know controlling the world. But really, there's a day where they're gonna be like, man, you know, every knee will bow, every and it's gonna and it. And I'm just going to sit there and go, well, yep, I, uh, you know, told you so. And, and and it's one of those things where it's like the scripture says, those that exalt themselves will be humbled. And those that humble themselves will be exalted. And these people right now, I'm, I just feel bad for them because, you know, you can have all the money in the world. You can gain the whole world. But if you lose your soul, what good is that? Right. And that's where these people are. They have no soul. And no. I really feel my heart really breaks for them to be honest. And I just, I, I would love to sit down and talk to them like, so about cricket flower and we're going to own nothing. Like what's your goal here? I mean, what's the end goal? You really think that your planet's overpopulated and you know, Gates has said that too. Like, Oh, we're, we can lower the population if we do a really good job on vaccines. And how else do you, you know, translate that, you know, yes. when you hear right. that, like conspiracy theory, no, it's his own words. He's on stage. <laughs> yeah, he- yeah, he didn't. He didn't mean it that way. Well, sure, yeah. sound like um, it. When he said his best investment is vaccines, and he gets a twenty yes. return, that's not why yeah. he did it, though. Right. Even the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, said the best investment ever are, are vaccines, and he has a legitimate, legitimate fear, like you know the actual like medical name for it. He has a legitimate fear of overpopulation of the earth. Yeah. yeah, just it's not a you know, just live life and let's not focus on that. Like he's a little bit psycho, in my opinion. If he thinks he's world's overpopulated, shouldn't that be a global threat to all of us? Like, yeah, you know, really, like 
the dude is a threat to the to humanity and yeah. mm-hmm. but he's being presented as a you know he's a, a good person and he's uh you know what's the word i'm looking for he's a philanthropist and he's he's doing good things these people get behind him during the pandemic. He's a good man pushing these vaccines. I'm just like, he's a computer geek psychopath that wants to depopulate the planet. He is not for the people. He is not a friend of the people. I don't care how, I don't know how people can interpret, like you said, how can he interpret that any other way? Another thing, I watched a video of him saying like, oh, we, you know, the health, the healthy people reproduce less. Oh, really? Explain <laughs> that to me. How does that work? Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? He really did say that. The mental gymnastics sometimes keep up with, you know, these psychopaths and what they're saying. It's just like, yeah, no. And I mean, it's all because, you know, really, it's all because of a beautifully done PR marketing makeover that these psychos get. And then the public eats it up because, well, look, they're, they're they're a philanthropist. Well, no, they're just sheltering their money from the taxes and this foundation of theirs you know, that they get, they can get to use to, you know, leverage in other places. Like that's the same MO that Rockefeller was using when he took over the medical industry and he tried to present himself as this philanthropist and he would have uh, you know, a photographer or somebody with a video camera showing him, give, giving some poor kid a dollar or something like that to make him, and then push these images out yeah. to everybody and make right. him look like his hero. And yeah. in the meantime, he's right. uh, robbing everybody blind, you know, that's exactly right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Well, Ben, one last thing, you know, there's, there's um, some movies that are getting some attention out there uh, on the big screen, of course, uh, Sound of Freedom. And, you know, uh, we both had this same thought and being, of course, from Nebraska. Uh, I, do you think it's time that someone makes a movie about the Franklin scandal in Boys Town? Why do you say that? Very, very funny you say that. We, goodness, that is crazy you said that. <laughs> we uh, are in the works of possibly doing that. And you're the very first person I told outside of this that we're- Interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Talk later. <laughs> we got, yes, I got, some, uh, I got some things I cannot talk about it, but it's highly, highly, highly confidential. But we're talking- some crazy testimonials and crazy information wow. like to the point where i don't even like talking about it on any social media i don't even like talking about it with the cell phones in the room that's how crazy the information is that we have so anyway yeah it's good stuff good stuff but yeah i think it's absolutely time and i'm not afraid to to blast these people mm-hmm. uh, in a on screen i shouldn't say blast them that's that, <laughs> that yeah. can be interpreted in, um so yeah, you know, get to, to expose these people, probably the better word to expose yeah. a lot of this corruption. You know, it's funny, like, uh, you know, Epstein stuff came out, this giant pedophilia child trafficking ring is um, getting exposed, but yet one name has been released. No list has been released and Epstein Island's up for sale. They're going to turn it into a resort. Island. I'm like, that thing should be yellow taped and investigated. What in the fohese are they just, you know what I mean? What are, we, what are we doing? That fake temple on the hill. There. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about over here. We're just going to knock this down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no. If that doesn't raise, a, you know, a, awareness of the American people, I don't know what will. You know, it's like, let's just cover up. It, you know, you can turn into resort once all the documents have been released, all the names have been released. People have been 
put behind bars, but nobody's been arrested, then that means we should warrant an investigation because that to me should be under an investigation. That island should not be up for sale. It should be confiscated by the investigators and because that can lead to arrest, right? Isn't it evidence? Bill, no. Gates. Bill Gates was partnered up with him and he's in that one interview being asked about Epstein and he goes, well, he's dead now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that makes it okay. Yeah. Uh, globalist. Goodness, yeah. makes my blood boil. Makes yeah. my blood rise. You know what I mean? Part of the important story of that Franklin too is that um, you know, I think a lot of people on the right see the corruption on the left, and the people on the left see the corruption on the right. And uh I think that would maybe at least make people on the right see that there's corruption on both sides, and it's a lot bigger than two separate parties and the you know, the illusion yeah. of choice and right, right wing, left wing, still the same bird. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I saw that corruption early on when I campaigned for Ron Paul in 2011, uh, the 2012 race. Oh, I, I was a delegate for Ron Paul and I saw what happened at the RNC. And I realized, well, I saw what happened even prior to that, how the how the power of the media would give the illusion or shape the opinion of the uh, the people so easily. You know, then the people would parrot the television uh, so freely without even knowing what was truly going on. They'd be like, oh, we're going to do top tier, uh, Michelle Bachman, Rick Santorum, and Mitt Romney. And I'm like, did you see that? You saw that on television, didn't you? Yep. And the, buzz like, word, the buzzword of the week, they, oh, top yeah. tier. Yeah, top tier. And like yes. they just tell people. So the people go around, hey, we're going to do top tier. Uh, Michelle Bachman, <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> you know, and it's like, exactly. people, like, you need to kind of slap you. And then, you know, and then like, they're like, oh, Ron Paul's crazy. He's got no chance. I'm like, did you hear them on the television, did you too? Like, and, <laughs> yep. <laughs> cracker and it's like you know we had these people R ron paul would fill these stadiums with like ten thousand people and the media would black out he won the c the c oh the cpac the cpac okay cpac all right yes in 20 in texas well the cpac the media played booing sounds right they played booing sounds when he won but that's not what happened. It like exploded in cheer. <laughs> so they did like a, like a literally like, Oh, sorry. Like no joke. Like a week later. Cause they called them out on it. Like you guys, you bastards played booing sounds and that's not what happened. Here's the original clip. And so they're like, Oh, we had a mix up in our editing room. Sorry about that. And that was like, oh, that's all they said. Like, Oh no, you didn't. That was deliberate. Well, man, obviously. Like Anyway, I went on a Ron Paul rabbit hole, but my point is like, you know, they're dividing us. And divided we fall, and they try to divide us and compartmentalize us to control us, and yeah. they are terrified of us uniting because that's where we have our power, and that's where the people make a stand, and that's when we get our freedom back. You know, it's like, um, what is that quote out there? I forget. I am butchering. I'm forgetting the quote, but there is a quote out there that talks about that. How like, you know, the power of the people. It if we can unite, we get our liberties back, and. Um, Oh, what is that quote? It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm forgetting it. But anyway, it's 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 important to it, the the liberties are dependent upon the watchful eye of the citizen, and we need to have that watchful eye and be proactive because the time is now. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And uh, and you know it just goes to how they're trying to put everybody in a box. This is your gender. This is your race. This is your political belief. You know, you put yourself in so many little boxes and get right. separated more and more from people mm -hmm. when you play their game. Yep. So the question I have with that gender uh, affirmation garbage, if genitals don't affirm gender, then why does removing them 
affirm it? Isn't that, the, isn't that the question we should be asking? It doesn't, but it definitely uh, brings in some money, doesn't it? Right, right. Yeah. New procedures, new uh, new costs and everything. Yeah. Oh, you, want, you want a procedure? Let's just, you know, mutilate your forearm so we could give you a, a dick and right. uh, work. Or we're going to give you, you know, a vagina now that's like you're always going to have to put creams and lotions on for the rest of your life. And no functionality. No, no feeling. No it just serves a cosmetic purpose. Again, then there's no clinical benefit to even having the surgery. If it's only cosmetic, then it doesn't, from a no. clinical standpoint, doesn't warrant it. Well, have, yeah. Right. But we've abandoned clinics and we've abandoned common sense. Well, guys, it's great talking with you guys. Good. Think, so anytime, anytime you want to come over to the woods and shoot guns, let me know. Play some banjo. Up on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, in a little bit it's been so. a while since i moved back in california i still got my mag stops in there from the <laughs> 10 round limit let's hear a little tune play us out let's go here's a song i wrote <laughs> Just kidding. I'm hillbilly. Buy that hillbilly. No, you guys, you guys are come down here anytime, and you're you're welcome to 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 hang out. And but again, truth's on our side. The history's on our side. We're on the right side of history. We can't be discouraged in this world. Even in the midst of the chaos, there's joy to be found. Just like what Nehemiah says, there's the joy is my strength, and that's what it's all about. The sun's always shining on the other side of the storm. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. And if we're ever in a in a concentration camp or in a in a cell together, we're gonna have a grand old time. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. are. Gulag. We're raising the vibe of that place. Yeah. Hey man, you can't keep us down. No. Hey. So. No, not at all. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for your yeah. time. It's been a pleasure, and we'll definitely uh be able to shoot some guns with you here in the future. Yes, so. keep fighting right. fight and uh best of luck on your future endeavors. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this one. I know we sure did. Don't forget to check us out at rocksolidnutrition.com and check out our grass-fed whey. That's third-party tested, steroid and hormone-free, plus low lactose for all you sensitive peeps, available in chocolate lava and vanilla cake batter. Plus, check out the rest of our supplement line that's fully dosed and zero proprietary blends. Check us out at rocksolidnutrition.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast.